1: Welcome to Film House, everybody. Uh, my name is Daniel. I got James and Elise with me today. Hello. Hello. Um, this week's episode is sponsored by Robin Hood. Robin Hood strives to make financial services work for everyone. I'll tell you a little bit more about Robin Hood and an offer they've got for you later on in the show. Um, but first, we all, the three of us, were the only people willing to go see Glass this past weekend. People I, are willing, just um, haven't been willing to see it.
2: I have been looking forward to it and, mm-hmm. of course, was yeah. kind of disappointed. You were on the hype train? Topless. Oh, yeah. you just dropped it right away. No teaser. People are going to click out of the podcast. I think the industry thought there was a hype, more of a hype train for it than there actually was.
1: Maybe so. Mm-hmm. A, a self-created hype train?
2: I think the ind- definitely uh-huh. the insiders thought there was going to be more to it. I
1: don't know. I think M. Night's back. Okay. But yeah, I, 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 the reason I was actually excited about this movie is the, kind of the secret trilogy that it created at the end of Split. Uh-huh. Um, hopefully, we're talking about this movie. Uh, hopefully, you've seen Split and Unbreakable. Uh, if not, those are much better movies. Go and see them first. Um, but at the end of Split, they, there there's a little teaser with David Dunn, Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable, and kind of started tying these movies together, and we thought we were going to get this big, epic conclusion in Glass, and I'm not yeah. sure if we did. I mean, there was a conclusion, and we should probably wait and try and do non-spoilers for a little while yeah. before talking about the end of this movie. Um, he's kind of known for his twists, um, but it's also, there's an end of a movie that we'd rather not spoil, but I think that's maybe the more interesting part of the movie to talk about. Yeah. Um. So you you weren't really into it, James? Did you like Glass?
0: Uh. So I love Unbreakable. That's in my best movie, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and I think Sixth Sense is good too. But I just in in uh. terms of its subject matter, I prefer Unbreakable. Yeah. I never. Um, I didn't
1: see the Sixth Sense until maybe a year or two after it came out, and I knew the end of it. Okay. And I didn't think there was a lot there in the movie when you knew the twist at the end. Bruce Willis I
0: is. I just like Bruce Willis a lot in in Sixth Sense. It's
1: back when he acted.
0: Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, which, which he kind of he kinda sleeps through glass is really strange. Which you can make arguments for it or whatever. But um, and then Split was kind of like a surprise thing. Yeah. Because I don't. I haven't liked M Night Shyamalan for a really long, longer than most people. Like even Signs. I was. That was the end of it. I w- well, for some people, love that movie yeah. and it's fine. But I was watching it, going like, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't care for this. And then, uh, and then, The Village was after that. And by the time that movie was out, I was hard off that, yeah. hard off that train. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so he's kind of been a joke for a really long time. And then Split just kind of like popped up, and people are like, no, this is. This movie, Split, is really yeah, good. Little also, movie, it came out of nowhere. Also, it's directed by M. Night Shyamalan. You're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I saw Split, and I really liked it.
1: Well, that, uh, James McAvoy carried that film. And he, he probably carries this movie as well. I, w- Absolutely. I would say, yeah, for me.
2: Split was interesting because M. Night Shyamalan was not an instrumental part of the marketing. He was not a focus of the marketing. Mm-hmm. And it was also a pivot t- for him to working with Blumhouse and mm-hmm. smaller budget than you know he was coming off the failures he mm-hmm. had been making i don't know how it compared to like the visit but definitely blumhouse micro budget <laughs> the
1: visit was a movie i didn't even knew came out until, oh, really? so, until i was on his imdb oh, looking i at watched this,
2: it uh, a few years ago and it's it's weird but uh but split uh felt more it felt like it was a, a standalone movie that was opportunistic in its tie-in to this universe, mm-hmm. uh, it felt like it was a little bit of M. Night Shyamalan saying, "So, like, <laughs> what do you think, guys? Like, because he didn't—he didn't need the Unbreakable." No, it was nod a little extra twist at, the, at end. the end.
1: My, my and, understanding is that the character Kevin was supposed to be in Unbreakable
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the original idea for Unbreakable, and at some point, got cut just yeah. for time and space in that movie.
2: And, he is an unbreakable. That's a spoiler, though.
1: Oh, oh, the um, which yeah. we shouldn't talk about yeah. if we're
2: not in spoiler mode. But uh, let's do
1: as much as we can without yeah, spoilers but, for a few um, minutes here.
2: I, th- I think, uh, in terms of this fulfilling the third film in, in a trilogy, it uh, it didn't succeed in doing what I hoped it would, which was really making these three characters come together and interact in an interesting way. And I don't want to, sp- I mean, I feel like I can't talk <laughs> so, about yeah, th- like, that in a, no, 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 but. I mean, for me, fine. Unbreakable, uh-huh.
0: oh, go
1: I was going to say, I, I feel similarly. I was, I thought this was going to be some great climax mm-hmm. with these three characters coming together no. and they came together in a certain way that, I mean, while it was exciting while I was at the movie, like I was excited to see what these characters were doing and how they were coming together, but in the end just didn't really do it for yeah. me at yeah. all. It was, they brought them together and then they were locked in this building for the whole movie, essentially. I'm
2: such a junkie for, like, worlds colliding, characters. Mean, I mean, it's the, it's the thrill you get when you're watching Game of Thrones and somebody across the map finally makes to someone else that you, yeah. you never thought would interact. Like, that's kind of the thrill I had watching this and going into it. But it didn't quite pay off enough, or not at least in an eloquent enough way, or it didn't, like, give us enough, I think.
0: I, I think um, part of the reason, like, Unbreakable is so much fun because it's an unconventional take at a super uh, at a superhero movie where the like the antagonist is his lack of belief, right? <laughs> like it's the fighting against what you think are is conventional and but even though you know something's different and that you're different, like you're not you refuse to accept that kind of thing because there's no real big villain at the end of Unbreakable really. It's him I mean Glass does himself. something,
1: but that's his evil act of but it, that's just up the like train.
0: that's just like a part of what made the mo- the plot. It's not necessarily like he was he was they're trying not, to destroy him or he's not facing each other. You know, um,
2: go ahead. Oh, just I mean they're not constantly at odds. I guess no. It's no. just it's a really Machiavellian like Thanos sort of. Well, twist that. I mean, they're they're glass not even pulls. odds at all. No, they, they were working
0: parallel. Yeah. Like his partner the yeah. whole time, and then you find out. Oh wait, no. Which is a great twist. Yeah. And then in a split, twist. the split thing is I liked a lot because and you couldn't have to, had split come out two years after Unbreakable probably because you'd be like this is the same movie, but since there was such a large gap of time, split is almost the exact same type of journey for the main character except that that's the villain side right like the whole movie is coming to
1: believe that he is something greater than a regular person is him person. talking
0: with a psychiatrist telling him that this thing is a figment it's not real like it's you can the beast. you can you're not you're just doing things to compensate for these real life issues you're facing mm-hmm. you're, this is a compensation that you're 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 doing where and then in split it's like no no he is special and he is unique Only he's the villain side. And you're like, oh, shit, that's cool. That's, like, the same story again, but, like, that's really cool. My biggest problem with Glass as a whole is that then it gets the two characters together and it just does it again. Glass is 90% about them just sitting everyone down and then trying to tell them, oh, no, you're not actually super again. And I'm like, that doesn't work, one, because Split just came out, right? And then you got us all reminded about Unbreakable again. And why would we as the audience who twice now has seen this trick happen where the whole time we're thinking, is it, is it not? It has to be. It's got to be. How can we convince people? How's this person going to become themselves? Get to that catharsis. Why is it, Why would you start it back over at yeah. one it, for it's, this it's, movie?
1: It's been a giant chunk of the movie reversing the message of the other two movies and saying, hey, it's, it's not real. It's just yeah. in your head. And it's a is, figment. It,
2: it's a lot of her, uh, like – Monologuing Mm -hmm. at them Which Mm -hmm. gets really boring And really repetitive And also just to like The point of It reverses that message I forget if it's like The New York Times Or Variety Somebody has a really Interesting uh, article Comparing Comparing Glass And Last Action Hero In that like (laughs) (laughs) Last Action Hero has a you know it's it's secondary character who is telling the the action hero like this is not possible none yeah. of this is instead of leaning into the fun of being like yeah this is crazy come to life i mean they yeah. do it in a much more uh, interesting way than i'm describing it now but their th- whole thing with like the sarah paulson character was like it's not fun for the audience just to like we've gotten to the point yes just to have her constantly telling them no you're not superheroes isn't not really interesting way to go with it yeah
1: I actually did like Sarah Paulson for most of the movie. I think she's a pretty talented actress, although I think I stopped liking her for, you know, spoiler reasons, but also she did hit the same note over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I think in movies, you know, the viewer isn't stupid. I think sometimes you tell someone something once and they'll get it. When you repeat it for a third time, it's like, okay, I get it. This is what you want me to feel and think. Uh Instead of making me feel that way, you just repeat it three times. Well, I mean, uh, like, I think part of the problem, too,
0: is that we've watched the other two movies. You're probably not in Glass unless you've seen these other Hmm. two movies, in which case you have all the evidence you need, right? Like, you're you're not entering this film with these two very strange people who are being kept in a prison or whatever, Like you, they show you, even at the beginning of Glass, they show you superhuman activity. So for her to come in and constantly tell you, that, the audience, that this isn't possible, and make you, it doesn't work. That magic trick of the plot doesn't work because you've, you've seen it. You're, you're already a believer. It works in Unbreakable, and I think it works even better in Split because you aren't sure. It's leading up to the possibility: is it, or is it just a crazy person? I don't know. Like, um, and so that that movie leans so hard into that being its hook. It just it grinded it to it. It really made it feel like you're watching the first act of the movie. Yeah, because like. The trailer. If you watch the trailer, you're like, "Oh, this is going to be good because they're going to be in that insane asylum, and then, they, and but then, uh, Glass is going to break him out to do some sort of glass stuff. Well, and then, and then, <laughs> Bruce Willis is going to have to chase him, and there's going to yeah. be some c- cool stuff happening. Except that, I mean. Honestly, most of the movie is the trailer. It's mm-hmm. in that insane well, style.
2: And the movie starts with like the constant allusion and r- referral to Nakatomi Plaza, which we're gonna get to later. Okinawa. Okinawa what I, was Tower. I keep in my head. I keep calling it Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> yeah. um, Actually, I but, did
1: like the opening of the movie. Sorry to interrupt, you know, but but when they, they kind of started with uh, Bruce Willis hunting the beast, mm-hmm. and that might have been one of the more fun parts of the movie because it was like. A ground, super grounded superhero movie like this guy's kind of mm-hmm. special, and he wants to help, and he's you know searching for this kidnapper or killer, and it was maybe you know the first ten minutes of the movie, but I, I yeah. thought it was quite. The fun. only
0: the, I think there was some bad decision making on the scope of it because the idea is they're establishing that David has this routine, right? So his routine is he goes for walks and he looks for crimes, but the fir- the first crime you see him like handling is some asshole teenager (laughs) Superman punching a stranger
2: in the street. That was fucking stupid. And you're like,
0: that's what you thought of? Like, why not a mugger? Like, It's like internet justice or whatever. Batman just have like a mugger grab someone's purse and then he stops them in the alley or whatever. I
1: I feel like they were trying to be more creative and fun and hip than having a mugger, but ended up being kind of lame with the whole Superman punch. What were you
0: saying about Nakatomi Plaza? Uh...
2: Well, that's, that's the movie sets it up and I think I don't know if it thinks it, this is spoiler territory as well because uh, though you may be shocked to believe it they never make it to the tower oh yeah <laughs> um, M. Knight, like you know I'm not surprised that he set up this big thing and didn't like execute on it but it It makes, and I don't know if the movie thinks it's smart for making you think that it's going to go there, for setting it up to think, okay, yeah, we're gonna, this is gonna culminate in this big battle. Then it doesn't. I mean, it's it's a movie that was made with twenty million dollars, so
1: of his money. Yeah, his own money, which I think is pretty cool. It it is cool. I mean, I I hope it's something that it's his choice, not necessarily that studios won't fund his movies, but more he's in the business of making movies that make money well, somehow.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's the agreement was he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He just has to for deliver a movie mm-hmm. and they'll pay him back his $20
1: million. Well, yeah. In, in the over the weekend it made 100 uh, million on a budget rich. of 20. Yeah. So it, it, it did all right. Yeah. Um, and I you know the more I think about this movie maybe the less I like it. Like when I was trying to analyze it maybe for talking points for this I started liking it a little bit less, but when I walked out of the theater on Monday, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it wasn't nearly as good as Unbreakable or even Split, but still kinda dug it. Um, I was happy to see you know those characters finally come together. And maybe we can, from here on, we can just do spoilers, so anybody watching that doesn't want anything else spoiled about the film, um, maybe click to the end. <laughs> Well uh, yeah. or or why don't
0: you put the time on screen oh yeah, d- where we here, will Yeah, where somewhere. we will stop be talking, talking about
1: spoilers. Which might be never. We'll see. Come here. Um But um yeah, so Yeah, spoiler territory. I mean I there's just certain
0: parts like Sarah Paulson's a good actress, but like you said, the things she says and the things she does are just dumb. Like,
1: well, there's the the moment at the end when she is conveniently in the right place to touch David Dunn while he's being drowned, essentially. Yeah. So, so the audience gets the one few seconds to explain what she's been doing the whole time.
0: Well, you said you kind of liked what they did with the ending. For me, it felt like a real shit on my face. Oh
1: God, I don't, I don't know. I I liked it because it was intri because it wasn't anything I expected. Essentially, it like. Yeah. It subverted my expectations but it was definitely shitting on anybody that was excited to go see this movie to see these characters to just kill them at the end of the movie is just I don't know it's I, it's bad storytelling. I could
2: I see think. why you might think where can these characters go from here? How can these characters salvage anything of of who they are? I could to- I could totally see that. Like mm-hmm. Bruce Willis like for what you will say about him, he's He's like a vigilante who is still mourning the loss of his wife. He doesn't really—I mean, he's got his son, but other than that, he's just mm-hmm. did she die in Unbreakable? Or was
1: that just something that she, happened off screen? It
2: must have been off screen. I think it was just something that happened off screen because the actress didn't want to come. Um, but like, I—I <laughs> I don't know. They, they didn't do a whole lot with Bruce Willis in this movie. It he felt also like,
1: didn't do much. Like he yeah, s- seemed like he was sleeping. It for felt like they movie. had
2: him for a handful of days, and they went, "We need to maximize Bruce." get him in as much as possible, but there was no real, like, you wanted to see Bruce Willis and Glass sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. together. Well, those
1: are the two characters that had meat together. Yeah. Like, one created the other.
2: And you didn't get to see that. You wanted to see really, like, Glass and James McAvoy kind of have their moment a little bit, mm-hmm. but you kind of wanted to see them get into each other's psyches a little bit more. You wanted, I, I don't know, you it, we didn't really get any of that uh, relief on any any of those interactions that that should have been what the movie's about. Because for me, like, the movie's not about whatever twist or, or big um, secret society he's going to have that's pulling the strings on oh. this. Which I I knew from the headlines that were coming out. I'm like, oh god, he did some big bullshit twist again. <laughs> the Clover um, people. But they're coming for you. It was super to me. It was supposed to be a movie about like a, this character study of these three people that are intertwined
1: mm-hmm. um, primarily like they called the movie glass Samuel L. Jackson was literally comatose yeah. for the first he, hour of the film he
0: doesn't become coherent until yeah the second halfway through the second yeah
1: act. a pretty big waste
0: yeah
2: pretty big waste oh. and I get that you know well, he's the architect of everything even when you think at the end that maybe he slipped up and he wasn't the architect of in uh, the design of this oh no he has one last like trick in his bag
1: and mm-hmm. um, they did get me with that one reversal they did of his, where you thought Sarah Paulson caught him out of his cell, but he actually had gone through, messed with the machine, then gone and dilly dallied and recorded that. It was like a kind of a double reverse. I don't know. Well, it except was, yeah.
0: I don't know. For me, it was weird because he ninety percent of the movie he's just a drooling husk, and then why it's clear that he's why? not. It's clear that he's not, and then the next scene. She grabs him out of bed, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "This is is even in a state of him in greater coherence than he has been for the rest of it." Like, you would—does he get into bed? Does he
2: climb into bed? Like that same question because he's
1: in his wheelchair, not able to move. But does yeah, does he go to sleep? Is he able to do that? Why
2: he's a drooling husk? I mean, because. M Night wanted it to build to these these three men. Their powers are crippled in whatever situation they're in. Bruce Willis, he's got a water tank attached to his room. That's his strength is gone. James McAvoy, he's got the lights. He can't uh, mm-hmm. he can't uh, um, like summon his personalities. Oh, his brain is his superpower. Well, we're gonna make yeah, him a vegetable. Him yeah. Um, but then, but it was uninteresting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so it didn't matter. <laughs> so those rooms, the water thing. Mm-hmm. No, I remember they kind of in unbreakable they did a little bit of that this is his weakness cuz he can drown he needs to breathe but did they have it so when he touched water he was weaker i don't think Cause so cuz that seems to be what glass it, was saying I mean, is that just, when he's touching water he loses glass some of his power pushes
2: trauma right its whole message is that like trauma can can Crimble make you, you well i think it kind of has a has a uh, hurt a harmful message of trauma can make you stronger because i don't <laughs> think that just like, that's an excuse for people inflicting traumatic experience on each other where it's like, oh, well, you mm-hmm. know, well, she came out stronger because James McAvoy uh, abducted her. She was able to, uh, you know, get her real, uh, uh, her, her regular her, harasser, <laughs> her, 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 her uncle behind bars. I don't her think that user. I wasn't really crazy about because uh, he still did capture her and try to eat her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he uh, like, he's
0: a good person.
2: Yeah, like I mean, (laughs) no, I totally, I totally get that he was a victim of abuse, and he himself was a victim of trauma. But I sort of doesn't excuse eating people. I sort of didn't like the like that she was really that excusable about it. Um, I get that she was she could identify that Mm -hmm. because she herself was a victim of it. But
1: so those rooms, so so the water was that like a retcon that it made him weaker.
0: Yeah, it seemed like it was like oh no, it's just like water kills him. But he it was looks like, at it and it... Yeah, like, or like he gets the slightest bit wet because, again, spoiler, spoiler, he dies in a puddle of water. It's
1: Such a fuck you.
0: A puddle of water on the ground. Just a tiny little bit and he dies when some unnamed soldier just holds yeah. him down in it. And All you he see is the guy's hand. And he just flops around like that. Like, it's such an unceremonious and it only makes sense if the implication is that his strength is gone once he is wet but it also doesn't make any sense because 90% of the time he's in the rain. yeah I don't like it, it is a very weird thing where they were like oh no, it's like weaknesses
2: I And mean, it's like oh. every hero has to have their kryptonite so what's his now it's water but it and never mattered before. it should be trains
1: <laughs> really and it's <laughs> rooted in some sort of childhood trauma that you had. I guess yeah. that's that's the movie to me. Trying to be deep and talk about psychological issues and, and traumas, and then not really I th- being.
0: To me, it feels like getting to a point in the script and realizing you don't know how to like ensnare your protagonist. So then you just create something on the page. You go, yeah. oh well, the water. You no, know, it's like water, water, anywhere. There's a bad. big pothole. It's, it's like a big pothole where like salt water just in your hand can just remove your powers or whatever. Like, so. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. There are, uh, just not to shit all over it, James McAvoy is great. He's fucking awesome. In this movie. And I felt bad that he, like, had to give so much He's to this one. He's his <laughs>
2: ass off. Because he, like, it.
0: if you, I, I would say that if you saw Split and you enjoyed James McAvoy's performance, it's probably worth seeing Glass just yeah. because you get even more of it. And he will
1: carry your attention? There, there's two particular scenes when they, they have that flashing light thing that changes his personality, which some review I said pointed out, why don't he just, like, close his eyes or something? Yeah, you could cover anyway, your eyes. But there, there's two scenes. There's one where the orderly's, like, flashing them, trying mm-hmm. to get the kid to come out. And there's one where Glass is trying to dismantle them, and they're just flashing constantly. But McAvoy, is, he's just fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, switching from character to character to character. Like, yeah. I know there's movie magic involved with cuts and things, but... It was a serious performance.
0: Oh, yeah, he's he's really great and like it's pretty amazing how when he does change like there are moments where he's like goes from evil version to like one of the ones who's more neutral or even yeah. kind and you're like, "Oh, like like you yeah. feel bad for him and then he goes evil again and then you don't feel bad again." And like so he's the best thing to come out of this movie far Absolutely. and away. Uh, I think Samuel L. Jackson is good, but again, in the is, little bit of movie, that he, he's he is not—he's not utilized at all in this movie. And then his—he's everyone's, everyone's killed unceremoniously in the most boring shit yeah. way possible. So the the way he gets shot in the belly, just in the belly, he just gets shot in the stomach, which Betrayed. is weird because <laughs> he was hit with a shotgun and
2: split. But they explained to you that the shotgun was old and the shells were burned. Which is
0: only makes sense if you believe her, which you can't believe her because well, you sure. saw the movie,
1: so you don't believe her. Yeah. So, like, but, uh, I mean, well, the girl was also touching him, so maybe he lost the beast. When he got, he shot. lost Beast's bulletproof power or whatever it was. Yeah. But it
0: still seems to reason that like, okay, well he could turn into well, and probably, just I mean, it's lame. The He's internal perfect. logic
1: is
2: lame. he died what? of a broken heart because she betrayed <gasps> him. She didn't mean to though. It wasn't her intention no, I to thought, betray him. I thought she was
0: like, you got to go calm him down. But then she didn't. Realize no, they were I gonna interpreted
2: kill him. it as that she was. They told her to go out there and turn. We didn't see it was happened off camera or off screen, but we were told that she was, or we were to assume that she was told to turn him. So they can get a shot. I didn't get to get a shot. Which, uh, which, which the, at the time for me watching it, I thought it was really strange that they would put her in the line of danger. Why are there no people working in this hospital? Why uh, are there three people working in one this dude, hospital? Yeah, the security's pretty weak. Yeah,
0: there's one dude who comes in during the night shift, but he's also sometimes there on the day shift. And, Again, internal logic. And they, he's the only person who has to make sure these people don't get out of their cages when literally all the time they're getting out of their cages. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, so... James McAvoy gets shot in the belly, dies. Uh, Bruce Willis drowns in a puddle of water, and then <laughs> Samuel Jackson falls out of his wheelchair, <laughs> yes. well, which I induces like the beast enough energy him. for him. To yeah, die. the beast
1: punched him. Yeah,
2: I know,
0: but it's still just such a it's such a like a a weak. He's very thing. weak. Yeah, I know, but it's still weak. Also, another weird thing about this movie is that they try and remind you of things that happened in Glass by showing the actual footage of the movie and it's so jarring because the cinematography is completely different mm-hmm. and some of the scenes are gone for a really long time and you're not you're like am I just rewatching this like again um, and then at the end you're like I don't I feel like you'd implied that before you showed it to me um there, yeah it's really weird and I really wanted to like this movie I, I was
2: Wanted it to be great.
0: Really excited for it. I don't, I wouldn't. It's getting ripped apart it a lot is. on like Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I think there's redeeming things about it. But James I,
2: McAvoy should be nominated for every possible acting award for this movie. <laughs> he How, was he nominated will. for it's, anything for
0: Split?
1: No, I don't think I don't so. Think so. I'll no. look it
0: up. He never. It's but it's a shame. But it, it's a testament to James McAvoy's talents. He he is the only one who really salvages this movie. The kid who they brought back who is now a kind of a grown man, Bruce Willis's son His
1: face was distracting.
0: His lines are all terrible but he clearly is not the actor that James McAvoy is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Samuel Jackson's mom, everything she says is terrible. Yeah,
1: the makeup's really strange too. Sarah
0: Paulson is a great actress. I've seen her, her ability to be an amazing actress and sometimes you're like oof, boy, she was trying but she could not
2: Well, first of all, you guys were wrong what? he was nominated for a Teen Choice Award for uh-huh. Choice Movie <laughs> Villain <laughs> <laughs> for Split. <laughs> All right, movie good. Choice okay. Movie Villain choice is an award. Um, there, Teen
0: there's Choice. There's a lot of points in this movie where like it should flash on screen. You know, if you're watching a uh, an American Airlines thing. Occasionally it'll show it just so that Property way they have a watermark it, yeah. on it. It, sh- it. Occasionally it should pop up and say this movie was made for only $20 million. Like cash. <laughs> I mean that like, does
1: put it in perspective. A tw- yeah but ad- you
0: shouldn't make this. kind. Of, if You shouldn't go for something grander. You shouldn't promise Nakatomi Plaza at the end <laughs> if you know you only have $20 million.
2: I truly think they thought that was a smart thing of like the audience is going to think we're going there and we will go there. We will go there but we will go there when our truth is Illuminated on the sides of the tower. That will be our culmination yeah. of the tower. And it's like, no, I want to see them fight on top of the tower. I want to see the beast climb the tower. <laughs> yeah,
1: you wanted to see the beast dude running on the side Keep, of the they tower. keep hitting yeah. it. That you're
0: like, you're like, oh no, there's no way. You're like you're watching. You're like, there's no way they're gonna have a tower fight. It would have been a shot of that in the trailer. I want to see. But some, that's, then it's that's yeah. happening in the movie. And then you're like, and then he's like, there's literally a point where he beats up Bruce Willis and he goes now to the tower again. <laughs> and you're like, how much is. I guess they're yeah. going to the tower and then he but then he doesn't make it to the I tower. I want to
2: see Bruce Willis lift that tower out of its foundations <laughs> yeah. and glass fall from its highest highest precipice, okay? Yeah. Wanna... And then
1: he just shatters into a million yeah. pieces when he hits the yeah. bottom. Um, real quick, um, I want to tell you guys about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. This app is a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers like myself to invest for the first time with true confidence. The app has a clear design that is simple and intuitive with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, trade stocks, and keep all your profits. The app has a brilliant design, which makes it simple to use. There are easy-to-understand charts and market data to help you place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Through Robinhood, I am learning by doing. I'm learning how to invest as I build my portfolio. Getting your hands dirty is the best way to gain knowledge. Robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. So sign up at filmhouse.robinhood.com That's filmhouse.robinhood.com and get your free stock. So thank you, Robinhood, for sponsoring uh, this episode of Filmhouse where we got to talk about Glass. And I feel like we're shitting on it a lot but I still think it's maybe worth like a rental or a plane movie. I wouldn't necessarily run out to the theaters Uh, to see this just because it didn't live up to what I was hoping it would be, but I did really love Unbreakable and Split surprised the hell out of me. So I don't know. I was was happy to see them all come together, but they stuck them in separate rooms in that fucking asylum and then made it the Sarah Paulson movie, Mm -hmm. which can anyone, I can't remember her character's name. (sighs) Anyway, it it became her movie for a certain point and the whole thing was called glass and he's not even in it until the last maybe 40 I, minutes i
0: and i'll say this sometimes you're like watching it and you're like well this is what it should have been which is easy to do when you don't have to sit down and write the script and make that movie yeah. but the whole time i was like i was like oh well she must be a superhero or like if yeah. if this movie's so centered on her she must be like them too. At some point, I thought right? she was going to have
1: psychic powers And I was or like, oh,
0: and there's even a point where I was like, oh, she has the power of influence mm-hmm. because she says really dumb shit and everyone goes, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like everyone believes it. She goes like, oh, well, <laughs> did you even lift that weight? And it's like, yeah, I did. But he goes, he goes, maybe I didn't lift the weight. And I'm like, oh, maybe her superpower is that. There's also a point where the son goes to a comic book store and finds a comic book called The Whisperer. What was that? That's what made me think, that and I was she like, was I was like, whisperer. oh, she must be the comic book equivalent. She must be the real life equivalent of this comic book, the Whisperer. And he had an aha moment, and he was like, oh my god, I thought he was going to come back and be like, you're the Whisperer. I, I and was really go, no, I'm not. This. And he goes, no, you're not. And I was like, oh, okay. But that's it doesn't do that. Well, Instead, she's part of a much lamer plot line, which is a secret <laughs> the society Clover designed kids. to keep people from being superheroes by not killing
1: them. And they yeah. have really complicated means of meeting in restaurants. When
2: I saw that, I thought, oh my God, did M. Night do the impossible and team up for a movie in the Cloverfield, Cloverfield universe? universe? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to be like, surprise! M. Night thought, yeah. thought he could surprise franchise
0: you. franchise
1: cross. That would be great.
0: It's, yeah. it's also real subtle, too, when they first establish that Clover thing, because a guy comes out with a gun, and then the camera pans down the barrel of the gun to his wrist where the Clover tattoo is and then it sits there for what feels like half an hour before then it continues before then it continues <laughs> moving on and then it shows another guy and immediately shows their clover i'm like shouldn't you shouldn't that be something you observe at the beginning mm-hmm. you'd see her put something down notice she has a clover yeah. tattoo and then at the end the soldier also does and then you're that's
1: how you've set it up and then yeah. paid it off. Maybe that shot was there just cut out. Just I don't know. Secret jarring. society shouldn't tattoo its members either. That's a good point. I mean, uh, I know you have to do that. They for do. The
2: film. <laughs> I'll say something interesting about this the uh, genesis of these movies. And I think I think it's this franchise. Because Unbreakable is owned by Universal, right? I think uh, it was
1: Disney.
2: I don't know. We I should know look maybe. up who because I definitely I think it was I think it was these movies where He got permission Mm -hmm. to to forge them though. It was different, um, different. uh, um, Not stupid. Not production. Buena
1: Vista, whoever owns that now. Different distributor. Touchstone. Disney. I I think it was Disney having to agree with Universal to let a movie share characters, which is pretty unprecedented. Uh,
2: Yeah. yeah, So I was like, that's kind of cool that Mm -hmm. you know, we see. I, I always like when you see that. Yeah. Happen.
0: Yeah. A bunch of extremely rich mm-hmm. corporate <laughs> entities <laughs> going, Yes, we will make you more money. Do art. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, the third act, very unsatisfying. And his M Night's patented twist was this secret society that was trying to keep the news of superheroes well, out no, of the world su- and then deal with them in a, in a s- pleasant super way.
0: Superheroes so exist. Killing them. And c- Mr. Glass was right. Comic books are human beings ways of coping with the knowledge that superheroes exist by telling stories but those are actually just kind of like you know tales that are true but have been created into this modern mythology but it's because there are superheroes but the society exists to suppress that but they also don't just burn a bunch of comic books or,
1: or just kill these people well
0: normally they do I think the implication is that normally they do, but Sarah Paulson was trying to humanely Convince disrupt that, that by using psychology and just suppressing their their belief that they are a superhero, and then they'll just go back to being a regular person again. And so she was trying to be, like, the humane version of this society, and this was her experiment. But that's why they only gave her three days to try it, and then they were going to kill them anyway. A
1: weird, rushed timeline. It was, yeah. Just for the sake of the movie. Yeah. Having a time clock. Um, I, th- I think it's a real shame that we won't get James McAvoy doing this anymore.
0: We just need to get him in more stuff. I've been saying that since Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I said we need Not more The Last McAvoy. King of Scotland? No. Atonement? I think The Last King of Scotland was after. It definitely was. Yeah. So, yeah. I was on board with that
1: movie. But uh, he really he is a – he's incredible in this movie, and to just shoot him in the belly at the end. Yeah. Not even, like, after the credits have him wake up out of the grave or something. I mean,
0: it could be the kind of thing where the, Bruce Willis and James McAvoy were like, yeah, 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 we'll do it. But it's cool, but, like, we're not trying to get into, it. like, a Captain America 8 movie deal yeah. kind of thing here. So if this takes off, we don't want to keep keep coming back again and again or be obligated to come back again and again. I could see that as a possibility, too. These are all kinds of behind-the-scenes things that you would have to face while you're writing the script for Glass. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) I think if you liked Split and you like James McAvoy, you should go see it. Yeah. But if you cherish Unbreakable and you're hoping for this to set off a trend of alternative superhero movies that are based on original IPs and with a different edge to them, you're not going to get it in Glass, unfortunately.
1: So the comic book in Glass, Uh that could even be The Beast, yeah. Right? Well, that's what Elise was saying, right?
0: The no. Jaguaro? Mm-hmm.
2: I wasn't.
0: Who D- Dan was saying? Uh, you were saying that Kevin was a character that was cut from the first Oh, one? yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, that that's setting well, it up right s-
2: there. But, I mean, they do the big reveal that he was the kid at the train station. Well, yeah. But I'm saying, like, in terms of it even Which, being set up in Unbreakable, yeah. that comic book is from
0: the shot in Unbreakable when... Miss, young yeah. Mister Glass is like reading books that influence him. right?
2: But, uh, I remember when Split came out, and people were um, theorizing that he was the kid from Unbreakable. People mm-hmm. were, and then the the uh, response to that was, well, the timing, the timeline wouldn't work out. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. but it did. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson did have a few did, laughable
1: lines, that like when
2: uh,
1: who was it was that was telling Kevin that. Glass was responsible for the plane crash. He's like, no,
0: he's
2: not supposed to know this now.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Remember when he said first name Mr., last name Glass? Glass. I I "Ah, love it. "Ah."
2: I love Mm -hmm. him. And then, of course, how does he kill that guard? Oh, he gets the glass from the picture frame. Yeah. signature weapon. He's like, my power
0: is my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: And sharp glass. I actually thought, like, his little carnival ride story was pretty sad.
1: (laughs) I, I, it was... It. Waffled between sad and funny. For but that's me. just a deleted scene from Unbreakable. Was
2: yeah.
0: it? I'm pretty sure. I I've seen that before. I have the DVD. I I think that's just a cut
1: sequence. It from seemed familiar, from Unbreakable. but I just thought they were doing something similar. No, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Did that's he put on those the stuffed DVD. Animals next to him, thinking that would like protect yeah. him from being Yeah, yeah. Well, that kid's fucking dumb. He he was not smart when he was a kid. Yeah,
2: Samuel Jackson is 70 years old. Look how, he looks. He looks look how how good he looked!
1: Look he looks! He does. The he woman great. that
2: played his mother in this movie is like f- apparently five years younger than him in real life. Oh, that when, must
1: be fun for her. <laughs> <laughs> they needed that shitty makeup to make her look old. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of weird to have the sidekicks be like at the end, kind of have the so the, the final like, "Hey, we're gonna do an email blast to the world and show them the truth." Your dad's dead. And we're gonna go <laughs> sit in. Yeah, we're gonna go sit in this train station yeah. where it all started.
0: The young people kind of made sense because they set up earlier that they go to the same school Yeah, and I was like oh well if they find each other and they're like oh and then they can I don't know maybe they have powers too I don't know the movie's yeah. really weird about what it implies about how many people have powers and how many people don't but I was like oh okay then they're going to do something but adding in <laughs> the not that old woman in old woman makeup <laughs> with them is like makes
1: it incredibly weird. I feel like they also sometimes even hint that she's like Perfectly okay with all the evil, terrible stuff they he did absolutely yeah. because yeah. he's There's magnificent. After.
2: Yeah. After we saw it, I was like, she's very forgiving of her son's pretty mm-hmm. horrible deeds. Terrorist yeah. attack essentially.
1: Yeah. Um. so also at the beginning, does David Dunn go around killing people that do internet pranks? I think he just beats them up real bad. Okay, because they cut away from that after. Yeah. Um, he scares them real good. If you Superman him
0: up punch bit. some rando on the street. <laughs> He might find you if you happen to walk into him on the street, and then he's going to go to your house, and then beat you up.
1: Um, I thought the action, the there were a couple action scenes like where they're where David Dunn is fighting the beast, and they were kind of awkward and hard to follow. Like it, it we've regressed a little bit in our action filmmaking back to cameras doing this, so you can barely see what's happening.
0: Felt inexpensive. It there felt like go. the first part of a fight that then would suppo- is supposed to break off into something more. So it's a lot of pushing, shoving, yeah. and throwing pushing, a table back and right? forth. Right, like and that's in that mo- in the f- opening when they're fighting. He like throws a table, so he throws a table back at him, and you're like, oh, okay, this is how the fight starts, and then it's really going to get going. But every single time, it just be uh, it just be the beast grabbing him, grabbing someone from behind, Squeeze. and squeezing. And I'm like, well, that's lame. That's, that's the boring part of a fight when some dude's got another dude in the headlock. And then this, they collide with each other, but then they just push – he just pushes one guy into a car, and then the other guy gets pushed into the car, and that's their whole fight. You know, like that's, that's the boring part. <laughs> that's not a good fight narrative if you, if you want to have it. Yeah. Um, so uh, th-
1: yeah. the movie is implying that she might have some powers – for I the possible know.
2: fourth movie?
1: I don't know. I, I mean it's vague. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, think don't know.
2: The movie's saying that their non-powers are their
1: powers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> their ability to
0: email is their yeah. superpower. I don't they're, sh- they're being shoehorned into this movie is kind of what makes that c- unclear.
2: I you know what I, I thought the most realistic part of this movie was mm. Samuel Jackson's mother's computer setup where she's got the old iMac <laughs> and it's like it's like not in like a proper computer desk it's just like on her dining room table and I was like that is mm-hmm. exactly how an old person would have their computer I,
1: th- so this was one of their examples of what they were streaming to the world to yeah. prove that superheroes exist
2: okay so i have a problem cuz like this is this is the deep fakes that you see doctored on yeah. Facebook yeah. now. like it's like this movie's a little late.
0: It also seemed like he was r- really had a hard time with yeah it. <laughs> you know, like I was watching it going like, wouldn't you want him to do something impressive? Exactly. Well, those aren't like
2: old zoo bars. Okay, he can't bend them. <laughs> the only, yeah, the only thing any
0: of these characters can do is. Well, oh, bend old zoo bars. Glass
2: can bend those old zoo bars. It was, it was Did just they some have weird this decisions? Wood
1: here, so he could walk through the, gl- In the grass mud. and not get muddy. Yeah,
2: it was a little dated.
1: I'm supposed to take that away when you do oh, the overhead no. shot.
0: No, I mean no. That's for all the people that have to, the workers, yeah. that put three stuff guys in that, the three unit. security guys that work at that insane asylum, that's how they get stuff in the container. Oh,
1: okay. It,
2: it, it's just, it was really weird that they were like, we're going to show the world and it's like, that's the stuff that you see like a, mm-hmm. you know, 15 year old do for a crass project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those videos, uh, I don't know.
0: Did you watch that floor routine? That that UCLA oh gymnast my God. she is. was so nuts. good superhero like I mean if I, <laughs> I saw that wow that's <laughs> way more impressive than him almost bending that bar yeah I don't know also I I can't not mention the overly long <laughs> with no point and awkward uh, M Night Shyamalan
2: cameo. Oh cameo
0: at the beginning where I'm like Ugh. oh this is so self indulgent is this gonna lead? he's not a good actor no. Hey. <laughs>
2: Do you, do you work at the stadium 14 years ago? Because I remember every person I see at a yeah, sporting yeah. event half my life <laughs> ago.
1: He's, he's, like, convinced that the plot hole that his cameo creates is going to make people be like, there's, a, there's something wrong in this movie. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. This is a plot hole. But yeah. no one cares about your character. Where's this timeline? I,
0: didn't e- I had, couldn't
1: even recall. Let your dad go on a walk.
0: Yeah. I so know. pointless. Let's see, that that I just felt like that that was when I started getting worried
1: honestly I watched most <laughs> really? of the movie and I, I I saw that and I was like uh oh I, I will say that it took way too long but this scene when they're in the room together this was cool mm-hmm. this was a neat scene when you finally get the three characters together but this was at almost the end of the it film it should have been
0: the arrest they, they capture the two guys take them to this A hard cut to this Mm. scene, and then we go from there. I
1: I could have done like weeks of therapy in this room instead of it being like the culminating therapy day or whatever. I thought
2: the color palette for all of them was really cool in the movie. How they Mm. were all represented. Yeah,
0: blue, yellow, purple,
2: purple, Purple. well, green green, purple, and yellow,
1: blues. Yellows. (laughs) Yellows, <laughs> blues. <laughs> and I do think they could have given like the beast some new pants because he was wearing the same pants that he got abducted in These for joggers. like half the movie.
2: What he likes his joggers. I like
0: those joggers. I know. I don't know. James McAvoy's great. He's fucking jacked in this movie. He is huge. He's awesome. He,
1: he and he does. You know, he's not wearing a shirt and just wearing some jo- some track pants but has like a physical transformation between his character. You know, you're he supposed shrank, to do that as an actor as you have like little shrank, poses. And, yeah, but he was all over the place, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know?
2: but I mean, I, I imagine they probably were also like, had the makeup artist shading him a ton. And, he did, and he did some push-ups. Well, like, there was some <laughs> BTS
0: there. We had some BTS rolling earlier of him just waiting for in
2: between takes. Well, you, and you know, know Blaine always does push-ups whenever we're going to shoot he oils shoot himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no final verdict. I think that saying it's terrible is no, is harsh yeah
1: we've been ripping on this movie we
0: but have. it's not terrible it's it's flaws i think are more apparent than it's it's positive attributes but mm-hmm. i think it does have po- i think it is it does have some cool stuff in it and it's to not mention james mcavoy's performance which we have several times is is unfair um i just it's, i don't think it's the movie anyone that
1: was waiting for for this wanted to no. see do you see uh, the little uh, MG Mr. Glass mm-hmm. pin? In I, his absolutely tie. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely did. I absolutely did. Is that in so unbreakable? Good. I don't think
0: so. Is he allowed
2: that. to
1: make that? His imprint?
2: mom brought it for him. <laughs> his
0: mom brought it pin. <laughs> his
1: mom, who loves his murderous yeah. tendencies, I'm like
2: oh. a glass type. Are you?
0: Yeah. Uh, you wheel around. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, hope, I push you <laughs> on the ground. You I'm die. I'm the smartest.
0: <laughs> was he not walking around in Unbreakable? Oh, he, he was. was. He has his cane. But he remember he it was when he fell down the stairs because he was trying to chase the guy into the subway because he thought the guy was bad guy that he that's when he so, couldn't walk anymore.
2: It's crazy because like I have a terrible memory, but I've only seen Unbreakable once when I was 14, mm-hmm. but I remember so much of it. It's got because
0: it's very it's impactful. Good. The movie's it's great. It's extremely well. Yeah. It Takes his time, and it's this is. It's jarr- it's jarring the difference, honestly.
2: Yeah.
1: Like it, and even visually, like you were saying, when it cuts to those Unbreakable deleted scenes, the entire style of cinematography is different. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is very flat. Th- there were a few cool shots, like um, you know he's filming from inside puddles or behind glass. Maybe a few too many security cams. There's glimmers of genius,
0: and I I, I use that word sparingly, but like when James McAvoy is running like an animal, a beast across that courtyard, I was like, oh shit, that's great. That's pretty cool. That's like straight up like animal beast man stuff to do. And, but then again, you're waiting the whole movie for that to happen Mm -hmm. and it does. And that's the only cool example of him in beast form.
1: The the POV of the police car being flipped was pretty neat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Bruce Willis has seen a final full cut of this movie? You think he's seen the? Th- no, I don't think so either. I think yeah, he stopped seeing his own movies. premiere. You don't I, think? I don't think he's seen the full no. movie.
0: I think Bruce Willis likes making movies, even though he plays a grump.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it seemed like while making this movie, he didn't necessarily want to be there. Oh, by the way, I, when he's the kid, I forget the kid's name. Um, anyway. Derry or something? No, that's the. Kind of crazy guy. Oh, tough guy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, when he's talking about turning into the beast while on roller skates, Mm -hmm. that that mental image made me laugh. Yeah, it's a good joke. So good. Oh well. Um, Elise, should people go see this movie in movie theaters?
2: I mean, oh dear. I I mean, I think you should absolutely watch it at some point, purely for James McAvoy. There's nothing really good out to see it. Right There's nothing really in theaters driving you, so unless you're trying to catch up on Oscar movies, Which you, you could wait on this.
1: Yeah. I say watch it on a plane.
2: It's a great plane movie. Probably
1: a good plane movie, yeah. Um, um <laughs> just the 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 stupid uh restaurant scenes.
0: It's really long. It's just right. that everything feels overly long. It feels gratuitous. When the movie is over two hours, right? It's like mm-hmm. two hours and 20 it's minutes. It's like too long. 210, yeah. I think. And I'm, I'm like, you could, there's an hour 45, hour 35 in there that's probably pretty solid. <laughs> and that's always frustrating when less is more.
1: All right. So go for Jacked James McAvoy. And mm-hmm. uh, that was cool when the credits rolled and Jack-Avoy. it's like all the characters. 20, 20 character names and just James McAvoy yeah. next to it. Everyone appreciated thought, yeah. his work on that film. Um, so yeah, go see James McAvoy. Cool. Teen,
2: choice. <laughs> teen choice. nominee, teen
1: choice nominee. villain. Of Who won that
2: year, did it say? I don't
1: think he won. Oh, no.
2: I should, I should look it up. <laughs> All right.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we were going to maybe talk a little bit about the Oscars, but we've got a full podcast here. So I don't, I don't know. I'll see do, so, do you need I'll something to some say? More.
2: No, I'll watch. I've seen a lot of the nominees, but I'll watch some more. Yeah, I have before. a few to see. Which I need I? to see
1: Stars Born. Um... And I Green Book. So
2: I think Green Book is the only one I haven't seen. And Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm.
1: Unless you watch Roma without me. No, I haven't. <gasps> Y'all see Roma. Roma's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll do an Oscars podcast coming up soon. Um, but thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Is that a question mark? <laughs> Bye, everybody.